Welcome to the world's first Straight Talk SolarCast. This is your go-to podcast for answers about solar. Brought to you by Solar Harmonics in Northern California, who invite their customers to own their energy by purchasing a solar panel system for their home, business, or farm. Each episode, we discuss questions facing people making the decision to go solar. The solutions to your questions are given to you straight by one of the leading experts in the solar industry, Jamie Duran, president of Solar Harmonics. Feel free to search our library for answers to questions that you're facing when considering solar. And now, here's Adam Duran, our host with the questions, and Jamie Duran, our solar expert with Straight Talk SolarCast. Hello, Jamie. Hello, Adam. How's everything in the land of solar this week? Well, when you say everything, I want to nail and narrow it. <laughs> Let me see. Yeah, I don't know. All right. Well, we'll start. Right now. It's sunny anything. and it's beautiful in Northern yes. California. This is just the absolute perfect time of year. Not too hot, not too cold. And the weather right. is sunny and perfect time and great time for Oktoberfest down, downtown Brentwood. So it should be hey. a lot of fun. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then in the world of uh, solar, so... <laughs> So some, some developments, as you may know, that, uh, well, not so much on the residential side. That's still pretty stagnant, but uh, okay. the commercial side uh, is under attack again. And so what is happening is that this, right now, uh, if you have an apartment building, you can, t- you can put the solar up on the roof and then each person can sign up, every tenant can sign up if they want that solar benefit or not. And in general, landlords can just add that amount onto their, the tenant's bills. Okay. So if let's just say the tenant's bills are normally $100 a month, the landlord then has the opportunity to say, well, um, I'm going to charge less than PG&E. So I'm going to charge you guys $95 (laughs) and then, or they'll charge more and they say, Hey, we have green power. So that costs more. And so after the solar is paid for itself, it's just an ATM machine on the roof for the landlord. And, but the tenant has the option to opt in or opt out. Well, the utilities are saying, hey, you know what? That's a lot of work for us and we don't really like it. And so let's get rid of it. <laughs> and so apartment owners are saying, yeah. Um, well, and it's gotten very, very low, uh, you know, low adoption. And mm-hmm. so the apartment owners are like, yeah, and then the solar people are saying, "Hey, <laughs> come on! This is a great program. We can't help it if the landlords don't understand it. You know, we know it's free money for them, mm-hmm. and it helps the tenants and it helps us get our renewable energy goals. Uh, and so, so, so everyone was kind of stuck. But then, uh, new commercial projects, so included apartment buildings, have to have a net zero uh, footprint, meaning that they." kind of have to have solar to offset the electricity usage from the building. And almost every building is going full electric too. So really? What? Uh, huh? Well, okay. I mean, we talked about this in a uh, previous podcast, like 2024 or 25, mm-hmm. there's going to be no new furnaces that are sold that are going to be natural gas uh, flavor or fuel. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So, and same with water heaters and, and uh, pool uh, heaters and everything's going to be going electric. So it's, it's it's only a matter of time, Adam, and that you're you must be assimilated. And so, <laughs> if your water heater is twenty years old, uh, it's they generally only have a ten year life, so it's something to consider. 
And but the next one will be electric. You're talking apartments. Like, I, I, I mean, I see apartments all over the place. I never see solar on them. I've I mean, seen quite a few. You know, you might really? see them in the parking lots, yeah, uh, where they have covered parking. Okay. And uh, so those, in general, they use this program called uh, Virtual Net Meter, where it's, mm. you know, one meter, and then it, everyone can opt in, opt out, and it's, it's kind of managed with a spreadsheet. And in general, uh, PG&E has been very good about it, but uh, and other utilities. Uh, now, not so much. And so the CPUC wants to get rid of that. I think they're going to be voting on it uh, in the next couple weeks. And then another big one that I we've used and uh, we are continuing to use on commercial projects and agricultural projects is that it's called aggregate net metering. And what that means is if you have a farm and let's just say you have 10 meters all over the property, you know, for well pumps or water pumps or your barn and your house. And then the, uh, you know, the ranch hands like on Yellowstone, they have their own meter. What we're able to do is put up one large solar array, and then we're able to add those, all of the meters on one property. So if it's in the same parcel or contiguous parcel, so right next to each other, or even across the street, if they own that parcel, mm -hmm. we wow. can add all those meters essentially unlimited onto that one solar array. Wow. And that, yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, that is good. Okay. Yeah. I like that. And otherwise we have to do, you know, 10 panels at meter number one, 500 panels at meter number two, 10 panels at meter number three. And so it just makes it really cumbersome. And so this aggregate net metering project program is very beneficial. There's not a lot of upkeep or maintenance once it's set up. But it is a chore for uh, you, you know the utilities, so they want to get rid of that one too, which would be oh. very painful. So those are those are some big ones that are not getting a lot of talk out there. So I thought I would talk about that, and uh, yeah, see what see what questions you have. So that uh, about I'm I'm going back to the apartment yeah. owner because I do see like these little mini you know fourplexes or you know they're, mm -hmm. they're small small apartment complexes. What's the benefit of tradition, or I guess moving forward, if this changes, what's the benefit for one of those landlords to go solar? None. No, they wouldn't. They wouldn't because we'd have to do like four panels for tenant, you know, number one. And then that tenant moves out and then he says, yeah, I don't really want solar. I'm going to opt out. And uh, so now you have this essentially non-producing solar panels. So it won't make much sense. Is And for... For apartment landlord owners who've already done this, is are they grandfathered in? Yes, yeah. So okay. it'd be all the new stuff, and there's and you know California's number one need is more housing, and so there's lots and lots of new buildings, lots and lots of apartments going up and parking structures and everything. Uh, but without these two programs, it's going to be you know landlords and building owners and developers are just you know looking up and saying that's a, you know it's it's going to be very, very difficult for them to do this project. It will offset their common areas. So like if you have a shopping mall and you have lighting and, uh, you know, a hallway or something that you air conditioned, some kind of, uh, you know, some utilities that are split across all of the tenants, right. Then the solar will get rid of that, but it's also, you know, you're, you're just kind of, slicing off uh, the really minor part when the tenant part is the big part. So it's interesting. We'll see if it stays. We'll see if it gets overturned. We'll say, you know, all of the things that normally go along with this. But yeah, those are two, two big ones that are happening right there. It's pretty crazy. 
And okay, I have a, a probably question. Maybe you can't answer. Who thought of these programs in the first place? And did they work for PG&E too? I mean, it sounds like uh, like these are great ideas or great programs that have been in place for years. I'm imagining it's not years, like they're brand yeah. new. And then no, we've we've been doing them for five. Well, I mean, at least at least ten years now. Yeah. And so, I guess has the tide changed within PG&E's oh, yeah. culture? So they're <laughs> like, okay, get rid of this. I mean, is it because? They don't want to appear or they don't care how they appear anymore, um, like green. You know, we're not well, going to see how, how green they it, are anymore. It affects such a small part of their customer base. And so on the apartment building side, like I said, the, the apartment owners and landlords, very, very few are, you know, have ever come to me and say, you know, hey, Jamie, how many tons of CO2 is this system going to offset? It's more... Yeah. How fast is this going to pay for itself? Why in the world would I want to put up solar? I'm trying to invest the very least into this building yep. and get the very most out of this building. It's a straight up investment for most uh, property owners, which makes sense, which is why I showed them that it does make sense when they add solar and you know the break even time is three to four years. Solar panels have a 25 year minimum life. And so... Uh, you know, once it's paid off, it's, you know, now you're collecting rent on the roof. And this is the program that's, uh, that makes it possible. And this is the program that if it goes away, that's pretty much it. I, in my prediction, that's, that's the end of, uh, apartments <laughs> having, having solar or, uh, even, you know, farms having solar, uh, you know, it, it'll be much more difficult and certainly not as inclusive. And, uh, I think it'll be, uh, another, another, kicking the ding ding for the solar industry in, <laughs> in California. So, but you know, Adam, other states don't have aggregate metering or virtual net metering. So they're able to still do solar. So, uh, and their electricity rates are much, much lower. So maybe I'm just a, you know, naysayer on this and, uh, we'll figure out how to do it. But, uh, it is, it is interesting. Uh, you know, when I do talk with, uh, other solar installers in other states they're like oh my god you know you guys have aggregate net metering we we you know we've been trying to get that passed for you know 20 years and we, they laugh at us every time because they know it's that that takes away a big customer and utilities in other states look at solar as a straight up competitor and they don't want it at all so they make wow. it very difficult yep and so uh, there's no <laughs> there's nothing we can do as a listener to oh, do for sure different. of course you know, just like before with the net energy metering 2.0 and look how effective we were with that. So <laughs> it's really, <laughs> um, you know, the, the lobbying capabilities of PG&E is very strong. And mm -hmm. so uh, it's really if we have strong leadership in the, in the it, really, if you know a lawmaker in California or anywhere, really, they need to be listening to this podcast. It's, it's pretty critical. Uh, you know, right now we're having a tremendous uh, world issue in Israel and uh, the surrounding countries. Uh, so that's really the focus of everyone over there. But, uh, you know, climate's still not going away and PG&E bill's not going away. So it's, uh, it is something that we need to pay attention to and it probably will be paid attention to when it hits a critical mass. In the meantime, every politician really should be listening to this podcast. It's only 10 minutes or so to uh, get a little bit educated on the topic of solar. I agree. But, all right. <laughs> so, 
I have because, tons I mean, more to talk about, but yeah, then we'll wrap it up. These things for apartment, I mean, I know you've done podcasts in the past about, you know, why it makes sense and then gone into some detail about that. So if you have not listened to that episode, please go back there, go back in our library of past episodes and just do a quick search. You'll be able to see Jamie's ideas for how this works, how this makes sense for uh, an apartment owner, right? A landlord in your situation where you are definitely looking at this as an investment, but there's an, there's another way to get even more out of your investment and the tenants win too. That's what's kind of cool. Uh, so it makes, it was a no brainer. Uh, if someone Jamie is willing to do this right now, do they have time? Uh, it, yeah, it'll take a while for this, uh, policy to be implemented. Uh, so yeah, I would, uh, if they're, buying an apartment building, building an apartment building, I would definitely plan to have solar because you can't have rent and the electricity bill be the same amount. So that would be crazy. Oh boy. All right. <laughs> We're going to wrap it up there. Yep. Good, Jamie. Okay. That is good. All right. If you have a question for Jamie for an upcoming episode, you know what to do. Go to our Facebook page, Straight Talk SolarCast. Send us a message through there. If you'd like to visit a library of our past episodes, go to solarharmonics.com. Click on the podcast link at the top of the page. Do a quick search and you can find podcasts on every subject uh, relating to solar. If you would be so kind, please, please, please give us a five-star rating and review wherever you got this podcast. It totally helps, and it shows how valuable this podcast is to you, to others. That would be wonderful. And finally, if you have a friend considering going solar, this would be an excellent podcast to refer to them because it will save them thousands upon thousands of dollars over the life of their system. What better friend is that? We always ask and I, I never know. I don't know. I don't know. So until next time, everyone. See you. That's all for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Straight Talk SolarCast with solar expert Jamie Duran. Join us each week for more answers to your solar questions. Speaking of questions, got some? Email us at solarcast at solarharmonics.com and we'll be sure to give you an answer in an upcoming episode. This episode of Straight Talk SolarCast is brought to you by Solar Harmonics, the leading solar energy developer in Northern California, who invite you to own your energy. Visit them on the web at www.solarharmonics.com.